Everybody, welcome back to the Stats Beast Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Probably going to be doing a uh, conversation with Stefan later this week, if not tonight. I hope to tomorrow about uh, we'll do a podcast there, a little longer form one. This one, it's not going to be too long. Just going to do a quick a little podcast with the NBA season right around the corner. So I want to go over the odds to win the finals, and I'll touch on a couple new couple uh, little items here, including the Boston Celtics loss and. Uh, of course, Adam's the Adam Schefter deal with the uh, news report with McGruden. McGruden. <laughs> uh, Gruden. Okay. Odds to win the 2022 NBA Finals. So champions. So even with Kyrie coming out, and I'll touch on that a little bit, not being practicing XYZ, he's probably not going to, he's probably most likely going to miss the whole year. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are still the favorite to win at plus 240. Next, and this one's surprising, I think it's more because, I mean, they're actually playing kind of terrible right now together. Um, they're like 0-4, 0-5 in the preseason. The Los Angeles are plus 400, so they're number two. The Bucks and the Warriors are actually even at plus 900, so they're actually third. This, then it goes to the Suns, and I'll just roll through them. The Jazz, the Clippers, the Sixers, Nuggets, Heat, Miami, uh, Miami Heat, uh, Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks, Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics plus four thousand, Portland Trailblazers plus five thousand, and then it really starts to slide off from here. Next, Pelicans, Pelicans, Indiana Pacers, Hornets, Hornets. Well, getting a lot of prop out there. Grizzlies, Raptors, Wizards, Minnesota T Wolves, the Kings, Spurs, Cavaliers, Pistons. Rounding out the bottom of forget about it. They're not going to win. <laughs> Cavaliers. Pistons, Rockets, Thunder, Magic, they're all plus 50,000 to win the NBA Finals. Okay, this is the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, he is not getting the vaccine. Uh, he said he's doing what's best for him. Kyrie Irving said Wednesday that he doesn't want to lose salary or a chance to compete for uh, win a championship with the Brooklyn Nets, but he's doing what's best for him by refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Brooklyn's basically said, if you're either all in or you're all out, so he's basically at this point all out, and they are not going to let him come in and practice or, or play away games. They said, get out, um, and we'll see where we go from there. Okay, he's missing out about $35 million, I believe. ESPN's Adam Schefter running completed story by Bruce Allen was a step too far, so Adam Schefter issued a statement Wednesday which expressed regrets for having provided an NFL executive a full story he co-wrote so that the executive possessed possible changes before the publication. The revelation of Schefter's 2011 email to former Washington team president Bruce Allen from a June court finally first reported on Tuesday by the Los Angeles Times spurred criticism of Schefter for committing what some viewed as a violation of journalism ethics. Come on, man. It's ESPN. He doesn't want to lose like his in. Describing the decision to run a story by co-written, uh, Chris Morton said, past Allen is a rare step, Schefter said. I don't think it is a rare step. He probably does it pretty often. I think it's a pretty, you know, the the relationship ESPN and, and NFL is pretty tight, and they don't want to, like, break that bond too much. Describing the decision to run the story uh, past Bruce Allen before it was posted. Obviously, a step too far looking back should have done it. Schefter said in the statement it was issued via ESPN PR's Twitter account, which has probably 8.5 million fewer followers than his personal account. <laughs> the 50-year-old reporter who has been with ESPN since 2009 is arguably the foremost disseminator of breaking news regarding the NFL. 
he said in his statement, basically, it's a common practice to run information past sources. Uh, some observers cited Schefter for going past Allen, uh, checking with Allen on a particular fact or quote. Yeah, I don't think so. We know what he did. Come on, Adam. Come on, bro. You know what you did, buddy. All right, get a touch on the Celtics. Their preseason loss against the Magic takeaways. This is by Hardwood Houdini. So the Boston Celtics lost their first piece of matchup, their second meeting versus the Orlando Mad- Magic. The Magic narrowly won by a score of 103 to 102. First of all, the preseason, don't freak out, everybody. Following a turnaround jumper by Jeff Doughton with 0.2 seconds. Magic should be a terrible, terrible team this season. We'll see how it goes. Despite the disappointing role, Celtics played most of their key rotational players in the young group displayed a lot of positive build going forward. Tina Brown, Smart, and either one of Robert Williams or A.O. Hopper will likely take four of the five starting spots. The discussion C's need to have is whether or not go to with a double big lineup with Hartford Williams or go smaller and include Nesmith. The 21-year-old play against Magic was certainly boosted by his chances to secure that final spot. Aaron finished with 23 points on 50% shooting from the field and three-point land. He really displayed a scoring ability to catch and shoot threes, pull up threes with a few strong drives to the basket. Just remember, it was a bunch of, gets ch- uh, a bunch of chumps. Nesta showed off his work by going through a double-team downhill jumper, basketball fake to create separation for a turnaround jumper. His addition to the starting lineup could provide more offensive versatility, versatility <clears throat> in the lineup than a two-big man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. And I'll probably put a little longer form on <clears throat> later in the week. I hope everybody's doing well. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Take care.